Hey everybody, this is Amazing Fantasy Football. I am Josh, and over there is the uh, the Niles Calder to my Cliff Steele. Chris. That's right, Chris. Uh, that's right, I started watching Doom Patrol. That is from Doom Patrol on oh. HBO Max. Oh, how is um, it? I have only two episodes in, so don't ask me how the show is. How's the show? Uh, well, I told you not to ask me that, <laughs> but thanks for asking. How are you oh, doing tonight, Chris? I'm doing pretty great. You know, it's 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 Saturday night. Life's good. What's 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 not to love? We're doing a fantasy show, you know, and it's amazing. You know what's not to love? That this person will not make their freaking pick, and then the next guy after him make the pick, so I can make my pick. And that's yeah, we're doing our slow emphasis on the slow draft of our our, our dynasty league, the rookie draft. It's uh, it's going very slow. So yeah, we're here to talk about players and situations we like and don't like. Chris, we didn't talk about this beforehand, but I think there's a bit of news that should probably be addressed. Uh, Jerry, Jerry Judy was arrested oh yeah, yeah, yeah. the other day mm-hmm. for, uh, forgive me, it was more or less a domestic enhancer is what they call them, domestic violence enhancer. More or less what happened from what I can tell is that Jerry Judy's baby mama wanted to get her stuff and leave and and move move back home to where she's whatever state she's from he wasn't letting her so she called the cops he was released from from jail and she right now is just saying she wants to drop the whole thing she all she wanted to do was just get her stuff that's all she wanted the cops she accomplished that that's all she wanted she didn't want him to go to jail nothing like that i don't think anything's going to come out of it but it's news and i thought it was going to actually like by anything i mean i don't think any suspensions or anything it wasn't there was no property damage he didn't lay a finger on on the lady thankfully and i think we can just move on with it what do you think chris sounds about right i don't think that should or would or warrant uh even a one game suspension suspension right so, okay. i don't think so either it was it was it a domestic dispute yes was it um, I, you know, and I don't know all the details, but from the way everyone, every report that I read made it sound is that there was absolutely no violence in it and there was no, and nothing was damaged. So the cops just got involved so that she could, like I said, so she could get her stuff and leave. That's all that she wanted. That's what she got. She didn't want to get the police involved, but she had to do something. Moving along, we are working on, we're working, we are talking about players and situations we like and don't like. Uh, some of ours align, some of ours, uh, and sometimes we, we have some different uh, ones. Chris, would you like to get it started or do you want me to? I would love to get it started with my first love slash like a lot. No, um, <clears throat> You're in uh, deep like with them. Got it. Yeah, yeah. And this is one uh, where we overlap a little bit, so you'll get to jump right in there too. Uh, the New York Jets quarterback... And kind of slash O-line situation here. For a reminder, uh, folks, they they were pretty much without Mekhi Becton, their high draft pick from the year before, so 2020. uh, Played very well in his first year, first round pick, uh, very well in his first year. Uh, Got hurt very early in 2021. um, Mm -hmm. And so basically they were without them all year. They did finish 11th as far as PFF is concerned. So, you know, those are PFF rankings. Uh, uh, if Mackay Beckton is healthy, I would say watch out. Uh, Josh has got a little bit more to speak on their running game here in a moment. 
Uh, but I think they've done everything they possibly could for Mr. Zach Wilson to either shine or, you know, poop the bed quite, you know, uh, it, it, I think it's going to be a, it's going to be one of those years. And I think as a franchise and, and, or a, uh, a dynasty manager of parts of the Jets offense, uh, or Wilson himself, uh, that you're going to get, uh, you're at least going to get an answer. You know, that's one of the beautiful things about play, you know, the, the product on the field is you usually end up getting an answer one way or the other, who the more talented, uh, or, or if the person is talented enough. So I just wanted to say, I appreciate, I like their moves. They made in the draft. A lot of the draft, uh, beatniks are really high on their moves. Hey, when you get what ended up being three first round picks and then Brees Hall was very high in the second, uh, when you get that many picks that early on, I mean, <laughs> you should get very uh, highly ranked uh, post draft. Um, so, you know, I've been kind of following Mackay back then a little bit uh, in my research. I like what I'm seeing in terms of a big man moving fluidly, uh, but it's been a long time coming. He had a knee injury that was supposed to be like a month, maybe six weeks. And uh, he's still rehabbing is what the GM said the other day. So on one hand, the GM said he's still rehabbing in May. I believe it was a May interview, if memory serves. And on the other hand, I like what I'm seeing in terms of he looks slim for a 350-pound dude, 360-pound guy. So we'll see. Yeah, that run game could really take off. Uh, And I liked Elijah Moore last year. I got the right last name this time. Um, And uh, they added somebody else this year, right, Josh? Please refresh my memory. Garrett Wilson. Yeah, Garrett Wilson, my number one receiver. So uh, that's all I have to say about and they uh, and they, and they uh, also added uh, uh, CJ Uzama too from the Bengals, the tight end. Um, and you know mm-hmm. I'm not a huge mm-hmm. Uzama fan, but you know the guy serviceable, was usable at times in fantasy last year when he was with the Bengals too. Yep. So, I mean to to more or less put a uh, an ending on on your statement here is that mm-hmm. I mean they and you were about to, I'm sure you were about to say this they did everything everything they could to give. Zach Wilson, the tools to yep. succeed. One of those things was also to draft Brees Hall, which you mentioned. I believe the Jets leapfrogged two teams, and I think it was the Falcons for sure. I think the other one was the Seahawks. Um, two teams that kind of needed a running back. Um, and I and I liken Brees Hall to Jonathan Taylor in a sense that I'm not saying he's Jonathan Taylor or he's as talented. But in the sense that the Jets did something very similar to the Colts did early on in the second round, they saw a chance to go after a guy that they probably didn't think was going to be available to them or be within reach. They kind of put some feelers out to make a a, a small little jump up in the second mm-hmm. round to get a running back that could really help boost their game. And so that's one of the reasons why I'm in love with all the Jets running backs named Michael Carter and Brees Hall. Not Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman is, he's like a guy, you know, he's just, he's done, he had one pretty good year in Atlanta and hasn't done anything since. I don't know if Brees Hall is going to be the year one contributor that, you know, maybe Chris hopes him to be because Chris just took him as the one-on-one in our dynasty rookie draft. But I think it's, I, I wonder, Chris, I've been thinking about this a lot in the last week. I'm sorry we didn't. This is a bit of a tangent here, but mm-hmm. think about all these running backs that came into the league that weren't exactly year one contributors. You got your Jonathan Taylors. Austin Eckler was certainly not a year one contributor. Mm-hmm. I am basing on all the other ones that I have. Derrick Henry. You want to edit this out? What? Derrick Henry. 
Derrick Henry was another one. Um, Joe Mixon wasn't exactly your one contributor either. Uh, David Montgomery. You know, I'm not saying David Montgomery is elite, but in year one, he wasn't all that great. But now he's pretty good fantasy back, you know, mm-hmm. pretty good back for the Bears. Uh, you know, Dalvin Cook, he he uh, I'm pretty sure he was competing with um, not Adrian Peterson, someone else. Um. Anyways. Oh, Dalvin Cook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not not Peterson. Somebody else. Uh, but, I mean, anyways, all these guys, uh, and if I didn't say Jonathan here, like, they are kind of eased into their NFL roles in year one, and then year two, boom, you know? I mean, there's guys like, you know, Zeke, year one was great. Don't get me wrong. And mm-hmm. Saquon Barkley, year one was great. Haven't seen much from Barkley since, but you know what I'm saying. There mm-hmm. are running backs that come in. Maybe Brees Hall is one of those guys. Not this year, but I do like Michael Carter. He led the team in rushes last year with, I believe it was 169. It wasn't a lot, but the Jets only had, it was 318 rushing attempts from the running backs last year. Why was that, Chris? Because their defense was terrible. Their offense in general was, their team wasn't very good in general, but mainly their defense. They were behind very early in games and they needed to throw the ball to keep up. I think that Michael Carter is, he's a smaller back, but I think he's a guy that can help carry the load. And if you get Brees Hall in there and he comes in and beats the running back that we all think that he can be, he can easily start, uh, unfortunately, cutting into Michael Carter a little bit. I, I just think that like Michael Carter, he was a, he's the RB 29 last year. So, you know, like, yeah, is he going to be a top 24 back this year? Probably not. But, you know, for a guy that you can maybe use here and there throughout the year, maybe in some spot starts, you know, I think, you know, you could look for a Michael Carter there. What do you think, Chris? I think one of the reasons I was uh, willing to move the pieces I moved to get up to the one-on-one to take Brees Hall was the fact that, all the pieces they put in place to benefit Zach Wilson obviously help a running back in Brees Hall and or Michael Carter, pass catching mm-hmm. options, et cetera. All you know, all all uh, tides raise all ships, as it, as the saying goes. Um, yep. So even if Zach Wilson falls on his face next year, sure, it'll hurt my dynasty team. I get it because Brees Hall probably won't be that darn good either. But if they get a guy in, maybe if not. they if they get a vet or a rookie in the next year, this team is built pretty well, and I think that's the yeah. point we're both trying to make here. Yep. Um, one last question for you, Chris. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like redraft league, I know it's real early, and I'm not going to ask you to put a rank on Zach Wilson, but if you were like really waiting on quarterback, is he one of those guys that maybe you'd take a a late round flyer on to have to start the year as you're starting QB? Uh, I mean. Maybe I'm not, I'm not the quite that I'm not the kind yet. of guy. If I wait that long, I probably might better take two. <laughs> so I would put him below the, I guess you could say the perennial, you know, cousins, maybe Ryan outside uh, of, outside of a top twelve. Tw- yeah, yeah, outside the top twelve. Yes. Oh, okay, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm I'm constantly drafting. I hope I'm wrong in, in redraft. I'm constantly <laughs> yeah. drafting him super late, so. He might. I mean, I don't know who Zach Wilson's uh, week one opponent is, but I mean, if it's a if it's a juicy matchup on paper, I might I might hey, draft we, him as we, my starting quarterback. And we both league. we both liked him reasonably well coming out. Yes, Fields was my two. I assume Wilson was your two. I don't recall um, behind Lawrence. Uh, kind of the 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 typical. Uh, so yeah, I I I, I hope I have I hope Davis for him. Mills. No, it wasn't, but. 
I know Mac you like Jones. I, I know you like uh, Mills now, but uh, <laughs> no revisionist history here, folks. Hell of a neck, hell of a neck. So is that um, me, me up now? Since you, what's your next situation, man? Finished. Okay, Player, so I'll go with whatever. my next, my next positive situation, my next love, as it we were. Uh, the Chargers backfield. Just a reminder, they picked uh, guard Zion Zion Johnson, number mm-hmm. 17 overall. Uh, in round four, they took uh, another running back, uh, number 123 overall, Isaiah Spiller out of A&M. Mm-hmm. I think the Chargers are going to go for a more balanced attack. Yes, they're still going to throw a ton. Uh, they were they were like second in yards behind just Tampa, in passing yards. Second in passing yards behind Tampa, top five in total yards, just Tampa, Dallas, LA Chargers. I mean, just your typical three, four, five top uh, offensives. They were weren't as balanced as I think they'd like, especially getting in, you know, kind of the tough yards, if you will. Uh, so I think they want a more balanced attack uh, throughout the season. Uh, and these two guys, uh, Isaiah Spiller and Zion Johnson, are going to help supplement what, of course, Eckler and Herbert uh, and the pass catching options are already doing. You know, at a, at a pretty pretty good rate. Uh, we know their defense can be elite, uh, and they have uh, really shored up their O-line uh, with the likes of uh, Rashawn Slater uh, two years ago. I think this is his second year. Uh, yeah. Corey Lindsley, a veteran, the vet free agent they got from, uh, I say a free agent, could have, could have been a trade, uh, a vet they nope, got from was, Green Bay. It was a free agent signing. I thought it was, too. I thought it was, too. So I just wanted to touch on uh, how I think the backfield is going to be one you want a piece of. Obviously, Eckler is, I don't know, top five, top 12, uh, you know, uh, you know, pick your pick your flavor of ice cream kind of kind of thing. He's a good running back on a good offense. He's going to catch a ton of passes. Spiller might get a decent share and there might be a world where they can kind of both exist. I'm not saying Spiller is going to, you know, uh, take the world by storm in year one, but, you know, Eckler. Eckler's not long for this world, I guess. Ooh, that sounded bad. That sounded like he's going to pass away. Eckler's oh, Eckler's con- Eckler's contract is you know is is dispensable in a, in a year or two. Let's put it that way. Not it's long- dispensable now, but you know. Yeah, and it, but on the other hand, it wasn't that expensive in terms of what you see other running backs getting. Exactly. And he, he's a big part of their offense, so I think Eckler's fine this year. I'm just saying. I, I want a piece of their of their run game. I really like where their offensive line is heading, especially with uh, Zion Johnson coming in. And uh, they weren't that bad before. Uh, so yeah, good before they were. Yeah, really exactly. Good. Yeah, yeah. Um, my one my one thing to take away from Austin Eckler and everything else is that mm-hmm. other than last year, he has a real problem staying healthy. Well, I I think that's why you, it's not such a I bad. I think that's why they got Spiller. Yeah, anyways, I, think, yeah. I think that's why I got Spiller and the. The the guard, uh, Zion Johnson. I think they want to have a little needed, bit more of a, they a traditional place, more of a traditional run game, more of a traditional run game. Spell Eckler a little bit more. Absolutely, I agree with you. I do. I just don't think it's going to be to to the point of a huge detriment to Eckler's value, at least in year one, at least in this year. Yeah, I don't think so either. Anyways, uh, my next my next situation that I really like is the Detroit pass catchers. I. I really don't like hitching my hitching my cart to the Jared Goff horse, but I mean, dude, at one point Jared Goff had Cooper Cup and Robert Woods as both they were both top twenty four wide receivers in fantasy football. If I'm not mistaken, there might have been last year down the stretch, 
Amon Ross St. Brown was playing at an elite level at the end of the season. From week 13 on in PPR, he was the number three wide receiver down the stretch. Jared Goff was doing this. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff. If I'm not mistaken, He's, Jared Goff was a former MVP candidate that year. Yeah, it only lasted about halfway candidate. through the season. Candidate. Yeah, candidate, of course. TJ Hawkinson, he'll, he should be healthy by the beginning of the season. As of right now, um, Amon Ross St. Brown, of course, the aforementioned. And then D- they also signed DJ Chark, too. So... And they just drafted Jameson Williams. Now, Williams is, as we've talked about before, is kind of a is the long play of this for, for the, the Lions. But even then, you know, Khalif Raymond was, was okay. I don't really necessarily like him that much. But you also got um, DeAndre Swift coming out of the backfield, too, to catch balls as well. Not as much as maybe uh, a lot of fantasy managers would like. But, you know, hey... I, I just think that Jared Goff has the tools to succeed, and the Lions have done it. They have a great offensive line, probably one of the at least the top fifteen, if not top ten, best offensive lines in all of football. They have they have a running game, maybe not the greatest, but they do have a running game. They, I mean, they ha- they have finally have given Goff some weapons too, and they didn't. The Lions didn't do much to really kind of make Goff nervous about the competition behind him at all, like. I, everyone kind of expected Detroit to take a, a quarterback in the draft this year. They kind of didn't. I, dude, I kind of like Jared Goff. You know, I kind of like his weapons. Now, Hawkinson, maybe he could end up being a bust, but this is year three for him. So, and, you know, we've kind of talked about this in the past where year three is kind of the make or break year for tight ends. Hopefully, you know, being a former Hawkeye, then he succeeds. I wish the best for him, but, you know, we'll see. I'll still take Hawkinson as a, top six tight end in, in most drafts. Anyways, that's, I just wanted to say that, you know, like I think Amon Ross St. Brown is going to go way too high for my taste in, in redraft. Yeah. That's a good point. Actually to close, to kind of end on there. It's uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm and I borderline think in love with the guy. probably going to be the guy that I'm going to be looking for a lot because of just potential. I Jet- mean, he flashed in Jacksonville mm-hmm. He's had some injury problems, so, you know, but I mean, if he's going to be your wide receiver five, four, I mean, obviously this is way too early for redraft, but that's not a bad, you know, I'll take that. I liken the Jets a lot to the Lions kind of this season. Lions, I really like their draft too. They had a lot of picks again, like, you know. A bad team should. Exactly, exactly. A lot of high picks, uh, made some trades, et cetera. So, yeah, I, you know. Uh, hey, hey, golfer Zach Wilson redraft one QB. Goff. Goff. Yeah, exactly. I put, you know, if, if we're he's done if, it before. If we're right, if we're right, I, yeah, I'll, I'll hitch my my uh, horse to that wagon. If we're right, like golf, like is like a cousins again, like a ten or eleven or twelve or thirteenth quarterback car. You can do it consistently. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the th- that's that's where you know that's that's the that's yeah, the real exactly. kicker right there because yeah. even in that year even in uh what was it 20 it fell apart at some point yeah 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 it kind of uh, the kind of the wheels fell off the wagon why did we keep using this horton cart uh, cart and horse uh, <laughs> metaphor but anyways, was it you or me the wheels really kind of fell off the wagon there towards the end for golf but Whoa. you know he did lead the, that rams team to a super bowl so yep yep and he was in that anyways. mvp discussion for sure, What's at one point. What's your next situation? I've got a big surprise for you. Dallas Cowboys uh, pass catchers here. Oh, my God. 
Uh, to qualify this before I move on, uh, it is a little bit of a Full disclosure. Chris is a is a Cowboys fan. If, well, yeah, if no that. one ever guessed. Well, there's that, but it's also a little bit of love hate here with this uh, particular analysis of the pass catchers. First and foremost, you have to mention that obviously Amari Cooper is gone. That's 104 vacated targets and in, in 15 games, so not a full, quite a full season, but 104 targets nope. vacated. Still Gallup. Yeah, exactly. Gallup is going to be healthy during the season, but probably not at the beginning. I just for sake of mathematics, I just included his his total. I'm saying I'm saying pup list for him, but that's just I, my I, guess. I think I am, too. Uh, but but his totals last year were 62 targets and nine nine games. Hey, more missed time. Right. Obviously, we're talking about him getting hurt. Not more missed time. The same missed time, Chris. <laughs> um, I'm just saying it could bleed into the next season. Um, so, and then, you know, they did take a, uh, a rookie. I, I did not list him cause I'm going to talk about the tackle here more. Um, they did invest, uh, into their, what would, most folks would agree is their strength offensive line by drafting uh, tackle Tyler Smith, who will probably play right guard in 2022. Uh, they don't like to move Zach Martin, the left guard, all pro left guard Tyron Smith being, uh, again, an all pro left tackle. You'd like to think they have a guy behind uh, the tackles to play, aka you know, swing tackle is a big position for Dallas because Tyron Smith is hurt so much. But I like them going back to the well and getting another offensive line. You kind of want to believe in that front office when they do that. I'll I'll leave it at that. Yeah. If Zeke can start the season healthy and maybe actually to a benefit be spelled more by Pollard. Uh, to keep Zeke more fresh, more healthy. We kind of touched on with that with Eckler a moment ago. That's kind of what I hope. But then again, I'm probably trying to have my cake and eat it too, being a, both a fan and a, and a dynasty manager of a, several of those pieces. Um, but generally, I think if you're talking a numbers game, if you're talking a fantasy game, you really want to come back full circle to those vacated targets. I failed to mention this off the top of my head. Uh, Dalton Schultz had like 120 targets last year. That's good for a tight end. So you might think he takes a step forward. That might be a piece you want to target in certain areas. I'm not super high on him big picture. Uh, just I think he's – I don't want to say he's what just about, a guy. Uh, go ahead, What about Josh. this coming year, though? I, I, again, with the vacated, vacated targets, I think, yeah, absolutely. He might go – he might surpass that 120 targets. My overall point was I appreciate what they did at offensive line in the draft. Hopefully they have uh, better health from Tyron Smith. And, you know, uh, I hate to make the reference okay. again, but Tide raise all ships. Uh, the running backs will be better. The pass catching options will be better. Speaking of the pass catching options, what about CeeDee Lamb? Do you think that he's going to finally take that, like, like you know, with Amari Cooper gone and – Boy, I'm having a bad time with nine names. Michael Gallup, tonight, Michael Gallup, perhaps Michael Gallup, being out a couple maybe, weeks, maybe yeah. missing, maybe missing a few weeks. Is that At really gonna just bump Ceedee Lamb up to the upper echelon, along with you know Justin Jefferson and your um, your, your Devonte Adams from last year? I don't know if mm -hmm. Adams is going to be quite that elite level this year on a different team, but you know guys like that. Like, is it going to be a, a true wide receiver one this year with Amari Cooper being gone? Yes, yes. Uh, it, what do you and, and okay? It, both a wide receiver one for the Cowboys and a wide receiver one in fantasy. So that's what I was talking about. We go ahead, go ahead and throw that out there. Call him a top twelve guy. I think. I think. I don't want to call it low hanging fruit because he still has to prove it. Uh, going back to what we said about Zach Wilson, it is a you know it's a pooper get off the pot type of year for CD because 
I think the moves they really? made. I think the moves they made say, "Hey, we're willing to give you the number one role." You know, yes, money plays into it, obviously, with Amari contract, et cetera, et cetera. Zeke's overblown contract. I get it. So, but yeah, I think absolutely think he can do it, um, and I think we're going to be able to tell at the end of this year because he's going what to about, get he's going to get some double coverage. He's going to get you know he's going to show a full route tree, et cetera. What what, what about Tolbert, the rookie? Yeah, is he going to be able to just your opinion, real quick? Is he going to be able to step in and maybe hopefully contribute day year one? one? No, I don't think so. Day one, not in fantasy, not not day huh. one, no. Not not in fantasy. Okay. He, he might flash here and there, but I think more it's more about a Schultz targets go up, CD takes a step. Um, maybe there's some more Pollard targets in there. My my last my last thing. Sorry to just kind of cut you short there, but we need to get moving. You know, uh, my last thing is uh, the thing situation I love, and it's kind of it's this is a broad stroke here, but all the elite fantasy running backs. I love them all, and it sounds like low-hanging fruit, but just bear with me here for a second, <laughs> folks. Just bear with me. I got you. I got and you. This is this is the guys that were uh, top-level fantasy producers last year. This comes with a caveat, but if you think if you look at Christian McCaffrey, he only has Chuba Hubbard, who was pretty uninspiring last year. Zeke has Tony Pollard, or Pollard has Zeke, however you want to look at it. But Zeke was RB six last year. That's it might, you know, might have been a little lame, but you know, whatever. Um, J- uh, JT in, in, in India, he still has Naeem Hines, but the Colts didn't do anything to really give JT a run for his money. Um, Samaje Piran and Chris Captain America Evans aren't really much of a threat to Joe Mixon. Dalvin Cook, uh, Alexander Madison, you know, like Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison, I don't think is much of a competition to Cook. What I'm getting at here is that all these guys, Najee Harris as well, you know, um, Derek Henry. None of these guys were ever like Brees Hall didn't go and give and, and and is put into a position to give them any sort of threat to their touches this up and coming year. The guys that maybe that were you could look at that were elite level fantasy producers last year that did get um oh, some guys to maybe worry about Austin Eckler. We talked about Isaiah Spiller. I'm just saying as there's a potential there. I think it's more of a Spiller's going to come in to spell Eckler. I'm really glad that he didn't have an SP last name. I would have totally screwed it up. The other guy is Leonard Fournette. Chris, I know you're not a big fan of Fournette, and that's fine. You don't have to be, but he was the RB5 last year in fantasy football. The dude put up numbers. Yeah, he was he was an elite fantasy back, no doubt. Fantasy back, yes. Mm-hmm. I did. I, you made me say that, and you are absolutely 100% <laughs> right. He was an elite fantasy back, but the Bucks did draft Rashad White in the third round. 91st overall, you know, that's not nothing. Uh, Rashad White is, is a do-it-all kind of back, but he's a bit of a project. He needs help with his pass protection, and he needs help with his vision while he's running, too. Pass protection is a big thing for a guy like Tom Brady, who doesn't like to get knocked to the ground because he's old as dirt. Chris, real quick, who's older, you or Tom Brady? Tom Brady. Oh, okay. I he's he's forty eight, forty seven. He's forty four, dude. He's not forty four, is he? Yes, I he thought is. he was past forty five. Nope. Well, then it's definitely me. Okay. Anyways, um, I knew the answer to that question. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> but yeah, so like, so all those guys that you thought that were you envisioned as being elite level fantasy producers from last year, Christian mm-hmm. McCaffrey obviously injured. Um, but you know, 
they, there's no reason why they can't do it again this year. And with McCaffrey, they did kind of beef up their offensive line a little bit in Carolina. So maybe he's going to have a little bit more success this year because their offensive line was atrocious last year. That's kind of all I had to say, but I just wanted to say I thought that was really important because the more I thought about it, I'm like, man, all these elite backs got a lot of winners. Of, yeah. They yeah. Uh, like they kind of walked away from that draft. I like, mean, I mean, on one, yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. On one hand, you know, hey, hey, big surprise. Good running backs didn't draft a immediate threat backup. But on the other hand, it's 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 good to point out because I feel like that's the it's a huge part of the offseason, especially when you start talking about dynasty and running backs and how hard they are to find. You got a lot of winners coming from the top 12 fantasy finishers last year. So, hey, we're not saying wash, rinse, repeat because things always happen, but it's good to yep. point it out for your Ecklers and your CMCs and your Zeeks and your et cetera. Yeah. Chris, should we, uh, should we jump into our dislikes and start with the one that we overlap on? Yes. Uh, that would be the Miami running backs. Why don't you take us away and I'll just kind of pop in here and there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of low hanging fruit, it's kind of like, uh, they just brought in Sony Michelle, uh, uh, who has become more of a plotter, more of a kind of a quote, big back, uh, ironically that he He has, he has, uh, because you know, he was a a scat back. He was a speedster coming out of, uh, Auburn, I think, um, Georgia, my bad. With him coming into town, the talk has been, what do we do here? And uh, I think what you generally do when you're talking about murky situations, especially running back, you follow the money. But I'm not in love with Chase Edmonds either. What do you want to say, Josh? I was going to say they brought in Sonny Michelle, but they also brought in Raheem Mostert and Chase Edmonds. And I'm like, they brought in a lot of guys. (laughs) Yeah, but Edmonds got the money. Um, It's true generally well not generally uh probably beyond a shadow of a doubt you would say he's also the pass catcher so the moral of the story is he's the guy you want but i want to know that price because i don't really want any of them i think if the price if if you had to make me choose to draft one of these guys in like the fifth round still there chase edmonds um otherwise i don't i don't want any of these guys but the thing i have written down here too is that like Right now, I want Chase Edmonds because I think he's probably the most, the guy that's probably going to be most likely to succeed in Miami. Mm -hmm. That could easily be Sony Michelle come week two, though, you know, like because after week one, week two or week 15, Josh, honestly, it could week two or week 15, honestly, it could go either direction. I think that's why we don't want Chris. Yeah, 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 yeah. But didn't uh, their head coach, uh, Mike McDaniel, didn't he come from San Francisco and yep. didn't he say that he wanted to use a rotation of running backs like they do in San Francisco? Yep. AKA did he not say something like that. A- AKA they seem to always have a health, health problem with their art, with their running backs. AKA yeah. uh, ride the hot hand. AKA running back by committee. AKA. I don't know. I mean, pick the AKA guy fantasy nightmare. So, yeah, exactly. Don't forget Gaskin uh, about two years ago now. Cause I don't think it was so hot last year, but, he was a producer, and I subs- uh, got on him, I guess you could say, early, but I was also had this realistic expectation in the back of my head that this guy is not long for this roster. Like, he has done nothing to separate himself. He, 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 I think. They, I mean, they still got, they still got Malcolm Brown, who at times flashed for the Rams when he was I there. I think if you Solomon, put the right guy back Ahmed, there. It, they, it has yeah. flashed for the Dolphins as well in the yep. past. Like, and he's just still a game there. Here there. I think he's still yep. there. 
Yep. Jared Dokes and also someone called Zaquandre White, who I don't know who that guy oh, is, but I love his name. That's my I sleeper. No, I'm just kidding. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I found it. I found it. I'm like, there's other guys on this depth chart. So yeah. I'm like, Zaquandre, I'm like, I don't know who you are, but that is a baller name. Zaquandre. Anyways. I do like that. Yeah. I do like that. That's- Dolphins running backs. Poopy. Yep. Good running backs are not on the Dolphins at the moment. Or bad, 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 bad situation. Yeah, yeah. Bad. Amen. To at that. first, it was like Chase Edmonds went there, and then wrote Raheem Mostert, and then you're like, oh, those are kind of the same. Mostert guy. never really worried me, but the the sticks kept piling on the fire. You know. Yeah. Anyways, uh, what else? What else we got there? What else don't you like, Chris? Let's go me? Raiders offensive line. What I mean by that is. And I think I've been a record saying this, uh, if not on the show. Uh, I really like what the Raiders did this offseason. Uh, I'm not saying Adams is a plug-in, you know, like a, um, how do I put it? I, I don't want to overplay the, 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 the chemistry between former collegiate teammates in Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. However, I've always been a fan of Derek Carr's arm, his release. I think he's a good leader. Has he been the best fantasy quarterback in the world? Has he been the be- no? Has he been the best quarterback in the world? No. But I've always held out hope that he's with the right pieces. <laughs> and let's you know his coaching and situation was pretty awful uh, year before, yeah, beginning of last year uh, with uh, uh, Gruden and all that. We'll move on past that drama. But I just think with the right cards, with the right uh, uh, deck, he could really have a, an MVP type of season and go deep into the playoffs. I think Devontae Adams is the type of piece that you need to do such a thing. Uh, I think they've got pretty darn good pass rushers and, and uh, uh, back-end pass defense to help get the ball back in his hands. But they didn't do nec- they did next to nothing at offensive line, which, according to PFF in 2021, was 28th. You know, whatever you think about PFF and their their ranking system, there you have it. Well, it's also hard to find like rankings of offensive line units. Yeah, I, they're out there. Yeah, but and we talked about this uh, off air. I think maybe where where like me and you have never been the biggest. Uh, uh, what's the running back? JJ. I uh, just blanked. Josh hey, Jacobs. Jameson? Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. <laughs> We've never been the Josh I knew Jacobs. I you were fan. talking about, but I figured I'd yeah. make a Spider Man reference. So so either you know. It's the offensive line, or maybe we're right about his talent level. All I'm saying is they didn't do a whole lot other than everything else uh, to to help Carr uh, and the fantasy pieces there, and and, and obviously win more games. Other yeah, the offensive line didn't even touch it. They did. Uh, Dylan Parham was a guard from Memphis. They took and why I didn't write down where they took him, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So uh, there's that. They tried to do that, but generally uh, I am high. This is this is a, a, a contrast. I am kind of high on the uh, Raiders' fantasy offensive pieces, but I, I, I got to see something improve on the offensive line. Maybe we can get a feel for that in the offseason, July and uh, August. Maybe. And offensive lines can very Fluctuate. quickly kind of turn a corner, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you get the guys that are just like, they all of a sudden gel, and they just, I don't think that's the case here with the Raiders, but you never know, man. That's kind of where I'm uh, leaning myself, yep. Here's... I got some. I got something that I really don't like, Chris. I really don't like the Seattle wide receiver, the Seattle offense as a whole, for the most part. But mainly their wide receivers, their pass catching options, for the most part. And it's a little too early to be thinking about redraft rankings. But 
Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf are two dudes I'm really not all about at all. Like, I love me some DK Metcalf. You know I do. You know I love DK. Um, I think he's a great wide receiver. And perhaps he is that type of wide receiver that could really help elevate a mediocre quarterback. I don't know if he can alleviate, uh, elevate Drew Locke enough to really make him make DK Metcalf really that fantasy dude, viable. Dude, next I've seen year. Randy Moss struggle <laughs> with quarterbacks. You know, <laughs> well, Randy Moss was a bit of a head case. A head case at that point in his career, that's fair. But you see what I'm um, saying? Talent level. Yeah, I just like, and here's the here's one thing I, I did find about Drew Locke that I kind of liked is that his intended air yards per passing attempt increased every year from. 6.8 in his rookie to 8.8 uh, in his sophomore season to 10.1 in the three games that he started last year. Um, that is encouraging. The other thing that's encouraging about Drew Locke is that the Seahawks seem to be pretty content with him and who, whatever that schmo is that they picked up in free agency to be his backup. Like, I know they're, I, it seems like they're kind of tanking for next year, but you know, like they have, they do have off, they do have pieces here. They brought in Noah Fant too. So there is a familiar face for Drew Locke, but Locke and Fant never really seem to be all that in sync that, that much in Denver. Part of that's because of one, each other's health. But, you know, when they, even when they were both healthy, it wasn't that great. I mean, much like TJ Hawkinson, former Hawkeye, wanted to, uh, Fant to succeed. And he's more of a, you know, a pass catching tight end than anything else. Like he's not a blocker and whatever. He's just, I don't know, man. I help me out here. Am, am I wrong in thinking this? But I just, I don't. The other thing I don't like about Fant too is that Seattle kind of rotates their tight ends in and out. Like I love Gerald Everett there last year, oh, but them, he, yeah. but also Will Disley was getting playing time. And, and I, forgive me, I don't remember the third tight end that they had there too. And I was just like, is Everett just not that good, or is it just like no? I think it's just Pete Carroll and just rotates tight ends in and out. You yeah, know? I think they're just willing to pay a million and a half for a vet coming off his rookie deal that can kind of a bit of a physical Do specimen. A little bit of that, everything exactly a bit of a physical specimen that can block well enough because they love to run the ball and yeah. Just not, they need their tight ends to block because their offensive line has been atrocious. Yeah, and if you have an offense that's not good enough, if you have an offense from a fantasy point of view that's not going to get a ton of pass volume, who's going to be one of the first people people to suffer? The tight end and or yeah. running backs. But yeah, there's that. Yeah, too. <laughs> I just I don't know, man. I, Lockett's so like he's on my dynasty team, and that trade from Russell Wilson to Drew Locke, I was just like, wow. I wish I would have traded you. <laughs> yeah, I wish you were already gone. Yeah. I wish I, I You know, hopefully. And, you know, like Drew Locke was one of those guys that he was a gunslinger in college. I mean, and maybe yeah, for it sure. Was just, for sure. Maybe it right, like Pete Carroll can unlock that gunslinger mentality in him again in except, Seattle. Except that he wouldn't let Russell Wilson, an all pro, do it. Why would he? Let? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Yeah. Moving on with my next quote unquote hate. Uh, that's a strong Ooh. word, but strong word, yeah. but I'm going to go ahead and stick with it. Uh, is the Panthers wide receivers slash quarterback situation. What I mean by that is I've been on record being a Matt Corral guy, but I don't think he's going to start week one. I don't they necessarily think he's going to start week seven barring injury or week 15. You know, I just, I think they want to see this Darnold thing through. Uh, I, I, I've been a fan of both, uh, the head coach, Matt rule and, at the time, a year ago, uh, the offensive coordinator Joe Brady, who was with, he just made that up. 
They fired him. Yeah, I was gonna say he's gone now. So there's that. Um, you know, however you may feel about that. It's not like he was terribly successful, let's be honest there. Um, so that's really what it boils down to is I'm just not in love with the fact that they're just going to go right back into this year. They didn't make a move in the draft to bring in, uh, oh, I, well, they brought in Corral, but they didn't make a move, uh, to bring in say Pickett or Willis or somebody. I was high on Willis in hindsight. I think maybe he's not as good as I thought he was. And NFL teams seem to feel that way. I just Prove us think, wrong, Malik Willis. Prove us wrong. Exactly. Yeah, right. Um, so I just think Corral's not going to get in there, and even if he were to get in there, he's not ready. And I don't love DJ Moore. Uh, Terrace Marshall has been non-existent. Uh, and then, of course, there's Robbie Anderson. Uh, I like the talent. I like the player. But I, I just don't see any production yeah, coming through the air here. I just don't. I mean, it, it, it started out okay last year, and we were like, whoa, we were wrong about Sam Darnold. And then... Once again, the wheels fell off the wagon Pretty quickly. really, really quick. Three, a lot of that weeks. was because their offensive line, and they did they did spend their first-round pick on an offensive line, which they should have. Yep. Um, I just, yeah, man, it's it's not looking good for the Panthers at the moment. And if you're not going to use Christian McCaffrey, why keep him on your team? Why not trade him away? Oh, that's right, because you wanted the world for him. Because yeah, you gave him a you giant contract. A contract, yeah. So let's I love CMC, don't backs. get me wrong. CMC is awesome. He is great when he is healthy, but he's a, not a big guy that can overcome a bad well, hey, offensive line. <laughs> I was going to say, hey, going back to your point about, uh, I think it was a receiver a moment ago, you're like, or, I'm sorry, a quarterback. Do you think he's the type that can raise the talent level of all the people around him? Do you think he's the type I that think can he did overcome with, with, bad I quarterback play? I think he play? can with the proper quarterback. He certainly did with, what was it, Teddy Bridgewater um, there? I think it was Bridgewater that year. I think it was Bridgewater. Yeah, I mean, if there's anybody, if there's anybody who's gonna dink, you know, dump it off, it's gonna be Teddy Bridgewater. Dink, dunk, dunk, dink, 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 dunk. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We'll see. We, I don't feel good about it. Maybe they should, that's what they need to do with Sam Darnold. And if he's not capable of it, maybe Matt Corral. Maybe Matt Corral, Corral is. is. Yeah, maybe yeah. he is. I don't know. I I don't know. He gets the ball out quick. We know that. That's what you're gonna need to do with you have, when you have a bad offensive line. Uh, last, last thing, last thing here, Washington running backs, the Washington commanders running backs, Antonio Gibson left a pretty bad taste in my mouth last year, despite ending up as the, I believe it was the RB 11. I was going to say 13 last year. It was 12, 12. Got it. Um, you know, despite him being a top 12 running back, he was injured for a good part of the year and he just, He's not getting that passing work because of stupid J.D. McKissick, who they brought back. Brought, yep, I was just going to say that. They matched like they they didn't give a better offer. They matched the Bills' offer for J.D. McKissick, and McKissick's like, "Yeah, I'll come back to," which is very bizarre, but whatever. And then they spend a third round pick on Brian Robinson out of Alabama. Now I'm not sure if Brian Robinson is the bee's knees per se, but I think a third round pick is high enough to make me kind of scared to draft Antonio Gibson in the top two, three rounds next year. Everyone's going to say Gibson was hurt. No, is he going to get a lot of passing work? Probably not. But what if he does? And I'm like, well, what if Ryan Robinson's here to steal goal line to work? You know? Because mm-hmm. that's the kind of guy he is. He's not a... <laughs> what? That's just that's the kind of guy he is. It's just, it's well, so personal. Kind of, like, that's it the so kind personal. of running back he is. Like, he's a big dude he kind i know of, he's kind of an is, upright runner but sorry you know he's kind of antonio gibson only maybe not quite as fast 
You know, mm-hmm. like it's just. I wonder if there like, could just be a depth move and a, and a and a reason to bring in a running back is because Gibson has struggled with a little bit of injury here and there. But I just I don't know, man. It could just be a rotation too. And if it's gonna and if you're gonna rotate Gibson out even more than you already are, especially when he's not getting the passing down work, because stupid JD McKissick. I'd... Why do I want why do I want him as as a top two running or a you know, top a 12. second round running back? You know, because that's yeah. or yeah. maybe the top beginning of the third. You know what's back, even you know? scarier? Like... You go another, let's say, year into Gibson's career, into his production, and it's whatever okay or whatever it was last year and you go back and look at his college production dude it's not it's not a great he was not not a giant body of work now there was the position change uh receiver to running back that's that's what a lot of people myself included fell in love with and then just a size speed specimen just a a greek god of a man dude like i i was i i Bought it too, but I'm beginning to think it just you have to look at production. You have I'm to. I'm wondering put, uh, if he's just more Cordero Patterson than we want him to be. Yeah, yeah. You and know, it, and it took Cordero Patterson forever to have a fantasy viable. Almost season. ten years. Yeah, it was a, almost a whole career. I mean, he had production here and there, but but we're like not talking consistently. Yeah, but we're talking fantasy, not special teams and spot yeah, work exactly. and all this BS. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, it was just one of those things that like when like during the draft, you know, I was I was visiting you during the draft and the and the the commanders took. I can't believe I nailed that. Um, Brian Robinson. I was like, ooh, that's. That's interesting. And, you know, honestly, in Dynasty, if you're working on your rookie draft like we are right now and you have Antonio Gibson, you might want to think I want to get Robinson. Yeah. You might want to think about using like a, a late, late second. second. For I was just going to say late second. Couldn't have said it better yeah, myself. You know, because yeah. why not? If you got the capital to move up back into the, the late second or you are drafting late in the second, I don't have Gibson on my team. But if I did, I'm at the 212, right? No, I mm. trade away my 212. But if I was at the 212 still, I'd definitely be grabbing Brian Robinson. Just in case, you know, Gibson gets hurt because last year when Gibson was injured, it was kind of ugly. What if you're a uh, not what if you're a non-Gibson manager? I'd probably look at him in like the third or so in, okay. in your rookie draft. Like a half you know, round rookie, within a half round. Rookie draft rookie draft. Rookie draft. Yeah, we're not talking third redraft round. folks. Hey man, it's it's May. <laughs> let's hope they let's hope they caught on by now. I mean, I mean <laughs> if if I if I like obviously Brian Robinson is probably not going to be a day one starter for the Washington Commanders. I would it would vastly shock me if he was. He's not that kind of guy. But you know, if you're taking flyers, uh, you know, you need running back flyers on your team. I could think of worse ones. You know, I could think of. Uh, sorry, I'm not going to go into my James Cook spiel again. No, I hey, don't understand it. You saw what went in the sec. Exactly. You saw what went in the second or has been going in the second that it's going to be cleaned out pretty soon, except for these guys that mean you like that. We could maybe get in the third, fourth and fifth. Maybe not fifth, maybe third, fourth. Like the yeah. other guys. Yeah. These names will go so quick, man. It's crazy. Running backs, man. Got to have got to have them. Let's close it out. We have been amazing fantasy football. You can check out the information down there, um, but you can follow me on Twitter at, at Josh AFFB. You can follow Chris at Amazing Fantasy Seven. You can um, look at the show notes for links to our Discord. I have my rookie, uh, my dynasty rookie rankings in there. I believe Chris is going to at some point. Yes, there were some um, technical difficulties. My apologies. Oh, that's right. He's ripping his computer apart. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, you know, if you're 
checking us out on, on YouTube, you can check us out in, in podcast format too. I find that to be a more on-the-go sort of thing. But if you want to just kick back and watch a little YouTube or and you're on podcast format, you want to see what we look like, I don't know why you would be interested. But hey, check us out on YouTube. And uh, like, share, subscribe, leave a review wherever possible. Leave us a comment down there. It's down there, down below. Just leave a comment there. Just be like, hey, what's up? And I'll be like, what's up? Hey, agree, disagree, have a question? Please, comment. If you're in the middle of your Dynasty Rookie Draft, good luck to all of you. We will catch you all next week. Peace.